you know, your experience is your experience and a lot of people are probably experiencing similar things and it doesn't have to be this, you know, like groundbreaking, you know, you're so different to everyone else. Like a lot of the times it's the things that, you know, make us similar to everyone else that are the best stories to tell. That was Stevie Dillon, an ex-lawyer turned social media marketer, talking about how everyone has a story to tell. Stevie has spent the past 10 years working with some of the biggest brands in Australia on marketing strategy and social media. And she's now the owner of Stevie Says Social, her very own social media consultancy which provides training, education and strategy services to service-based businesses looking to lift their social game. Stevie as well um, writes extensively on the topic of social media and has had her work featured in the likes of Social Media Examiner, Smart Company and Business Jigs. Now, what I love about Stevie is how clearly passionate she is about authenticity, storytelling and using social media in a positive way. I think you guys will relate to her on so many levels and I'm really excited to bring this to you. So thank you so much, Stevie, for uh, joining us today. I'm super excited about uh, the conversation we're about to have. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. Thank you so much. Uh, so just to get us started, why don't you give us a bit of an idea about, you know, going through your journey uh, right from the start, you know, what was your experience like as a kid? Where'd you grow up? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I grew up down, I'm living in Brisbane now, but I grew up down on the Gold Coast, so just down the road. Uh, Grew up in Burley with the most awesome family, so um, my parents and my brother. My brother's only, gosh, not even a year younger than me, so really close in age. Um, Mm. And, yeah, I went to the same school down there from grade one right through to grade 12 Uh, and I was pretty much the geekiest kid ever. (laughs) Um, So I was, you know, the kid that was on the debating team. I used to um, love studying. I'm still like that. I'm such a weirdo. Um, But basically. No, it sounds like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It helps you out later in life, but it definitely doesn't help you when you're at school. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I definitely kind of um, was never in kind of the popular group or anything, but always had a really, you know, great group of friends. And, um, and yeah, always wanted to be a journalist. So had that in the back of my mind as something that I wanted to do when I finished school. Um, Mm. And... Right up until I got to halfway through year 12, um, that was sort of, you know, dead set what I was going to do. And I, because I had been a geek and studying and that sort of thing, had gotten, you know, decent marks in school and so applied for a scholarship um, and was sitting in the careers counsellor's office one day and was just kind of, you know, filling out the application form for the scholarship and put down journalism but then saw in the book that, if I did law and journalism, the value of the scholarship was higher. (laughs) And um, so I put down law and journalism and ended up getting the scholarship and literally just for that reason um, did law and journalism at uni. Mm. Um, So I went through, um, did that for five years and um, at the end of it, the way that it works with uh, 
graduate programs is that the big top tier law firms really aggressively go for, um, for, you know, the students that they want. So they make it sound really appealing and it sounded, you know, good to me. It was, you know, a great graduate salary and, you know, good conditions and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I ended up working for a uh, top tier law firm, which the people were great, but it was a really, really intense role. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years went overseas, um, so travelled for a couple of years and then came back and uh, wanted to do something different and ended up in marketing. Uh, So worked for a big sports team up in Queensland and then for a real estate agency, so marketing and social media for 10 years and then started my own social media blog at the start of last year called Stevie Said Social and um, yeah in the last year it's gone from honestly just being a blog where I would write articles about social media into uh, a fully fledged business which is super exciting. Definitely definitely as soon as I came across your story and how just in one year you went from you know completely you can completely change the pathway that you were um, going down your career and you made it your own and you made something really great out of it. So very much respected that. And I thought, yeah, I have to reach out and have to get you on. Um, Yeah. I can't even believe it. It, um, Yeah. It's been mm. a bit of a wild ride. I, um, I, Mm. yeah, just literally started writing sort of, you know, blog articles and, and got to the point about midway through last year where people were asking what my services were and (laughs) it just kind of went from there. Yeah. Sounds great. And you said that you moved overseas for a bit. Where did you head off to? So I uh, jumped on a plane, originally was going by myself, and then at the last minute had my brother and another friend join me um, over to Central and South America. So I was travelling around there for about six months, which uh, was awesome, and then went to London and lived in London and travelled around Europe as well. So, honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done. Would highly recommend to anyone, um, especially if you kind of don't really know sort of what your direction is and what you want to do, just jump on a plane and, you know, get some travel experiences and life experiences and things like that. Absolutely loved it. Totally. And what were your biggest takeaways from your experience overseas? I think honestly, like the best thing for me was it gave me a bit of space from what had otherwise been my direction until then. So, uh, you know, I went to school, then went straight into uni and then went, you know, straight from uni into uh, my articles to, um, you know, to become a lawyer and hadn't really ever just stopped and really thought about what it is that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, And the best thing about traveling around is you're exposed to things completely outside of your everyday. And it just gives you that time. I know for me, it just gave me that time to kind of think about, you know, is the path that I'm on the path that I want to be on? What do I want to do with my life? Um, Yeah, honestly, it was gold for that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with the idea of, you know, do I take a gap year? Do I not? Yeah. Um, how is that going to impact me? Yeah. Um, and so reflecting on it, because I know, I think you just mentioned that you, you went straight into it uh, at university straight out of high school. Yeah. Would you have taken that, that year off? Do you think that experience is definitely worth, I guess it's a bit subjective to each person, but yeah, just your thoughts on it. 
Yeah, I, you know, the only thing that I wish I had have done is I wish I had have done it sooner. So I didn't, um, I didn't go traveling until I was about 23, 24. And if I had have done it earlier, potentially, you know, I don't regret anything. Like I actually, you know, really enjoyed studying law and, but I probably would have gone down a different path. I probably would have realized earlier that it wasn't what I was mm. really, really passionate about. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's subjective, but honestly, I think everyone should do a gap come here and jump on a plane and, and, you know, just see the world and get some different experiences. Yeah, and I think you find what you really love to do just through experiencing different things. Definitely. you know, if you're not putting yourself out there, meeting new people, um, experiencing different stuff, you're not going to be able to explore yourself a bit further. Definitely, and it gives you a real appreciation when you come, you know, home as well, uh, you know, how lucky you are and, you know, how grateful we are to have what we have here as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so you told me that, you know, when I first reached out to you, your your initial reaction was that you wish that this podcast, you know, was something you had around when you were 17. 100%. Um, I so wish it was around. Yeah. And so why is that? Like what did you feel like you really missed out on um, as a young person that something like this could bring to you? You know what? I had the most supportive, amazing upbringing and the best parents you could ever hope to have. And they were super supportive and, you know, kind of said to me, you can do anything you want to do. Um, But it never really seemed realistic to do things that, or you know, to have as a career something that I was really passionate about, which, um, you know, if you had have told me, when I was actually, social media wasn't even around when I was 17, but if you had have told me that I could have made a career out of something that I really loved doing like this, I just wouldn't have been able to see that, number one, that it was possible and, number two, that it was realistic. Um, and I think yeah. the number, like I, I just wish when I was in grade 12 that there were more conversations going on around, um, you know, people that had done it so you could actually see you know, 10 years into the future and how they got to where they got to because you can really easily see it with something like law and you can see it with those traditional paths where you go to uni and then you go into a profession. But anything that's kind of a little bit different, um, it can be really hard to see, you know, how you get from where you are to where you want to be. And I think, you know, this podcast is absolute gold for that. So go you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and it definitely is, you know, conversations with people like you that um, allows this to have the impact that it hopefully is able to have on young people listening in. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. And, um, yeah, so just like going into a bit more about your work because uh, what really fascinated me, I know there's a lot of people out there that do social media and do this stuff, but yep. um, I really got that raw authenticity um, when I was going through your stuff and that really drew me in. So, yeah, what do you see, uh, you know, the importance of authenticity like in both uh, public and private lives? Uh, what role do you see it playing? And, you know, why do some people, a lot of people struggle with that? I think we're at the moment living in the best time um, and I just look at personally and in terms of the businesses that I work with, obviously in the social media space, the biggest benefit that we have over 
a big business is that we have the ability to be ourselves and to really give that sort of personal, authentic kind of touch to what we do. Um, And I just know from, and obviously I know it from a social media perspective, but looking into things like, you know, the analytics of the posts that I put up for clients and for myself where, you know, I'm really telling a story or I'm giving people, you know, an insight into the behind the scenes of something um, or I'm giving, you know, people, you know, a way to connect with me that's not that really kind of professional, polished type of content that you're used to seeing from businesses. That far and away um, does much better than any other type of content that you post. Um, mm. But it's freaking scary. Like I um, yeah. I just know, you know, personally um, having the courage to put some of the things out there that, you know, um, potentially are quite personal or, um, you know, aren't all about business can be scary. But I, I also know that the payoff for me personally has been that, you um, I have people come to me and say that they're really, you know, connecting with X, Y, Z, or they really, um, you know, identified with whatever it, you know, it is that I've put out there. And I just think that, you know, that's so worthwhile. Yeah. And is that because businesses, people are realizing that businesses and organizations don't really understand things from our perspectives, essentially, like they don't, we don't see that honesty and that totally uh, transparency within them yeah a hundred percent and I mean like I mean it comes back ultimately to to storytelling so you know whether you're a big business or you know whether you're a freelancer or whatever it is you know maybe you're trying to build your personal brand um telling stories that make people connect with you is what it's all about and you know big businesses can do it I um think for example of the Qantas feels like home marketing campaign where they, you know, told the stories about, um, you know, people that were jumping on planes to go and see their loved ones. And that was a really authentic kind of, um, you know, emotional type of um, marketing campaign for a big brand. So they can definitely do it. But I just think that, you know, the big point of difference that we have over those guys is that it's so much easier for us to do um, and it gets so much more, you know, cut through in terms of really connecting with your audience and getting them to know you, like you, you know, trust you enough to want to do business with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so for like individuals, particularly for young people growing up, I know you're very much know what the high school and university experience in Australia is like. How do we, what steps can we take to like ensure that, you know, in both our public and, and private lives, we're being as authentic as we can be and we're, you know, being as true to ourselves as possible? I just think being really clear on, um, you know, your brand personality and your values and, you know, really kind of knowing what they are before you ever get to the point where you start rolling out, you know, content on social media or those sort of things, because that's where it can be tough. If you don't know kind of what you stand for, if you don't know, um, you know, your personality and your brand personality and you're going out and you're creating content, it's never going to connect. So I think that's really important. I think the other thing with social media generally um, is it's so important um, 
and the recent Facebook changes actually just really enforce this. It's so important to make sure that everything that you're posting is geared towards generating meaningful interactions. So um, yeah. rather than just posting, um, you know, things that are quite um, – what's the word for it, just professional and too um, sort of polished, I think it's really important to start um, looking at creating content that is real, that tells stories, that's emotional and that is creating meaningful interactions so it's making people want to connect with you and want to engage with you. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think it's not just, um, you know, social media, I think, and because of Facebook's rules, but in generally in in life, like you got to, you know, you approach your relationships and your friendships with um, that sort of attitude that you're engaging in a meaningful way with each other. A hundred percent. Go a long way. It's exactly yeah. the same. You know what? You should treat people on social media and in life like you would treat your best friend, you know? So um, constantly adding value to them, not constantly promoting yourself. Like it's, it's all that kind of just common sense of being a good person type of um, mm. thing, but it applies to social media just as much as it applies to you know, life. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you're a fan of um, Gary Vee just because I've read it, love read it on, your, <laughs> on your blog. Um, but yeah, I, I was listening to something he was talking about quite recently on impact theory. And he was saying that, you know, Steve Jobs in the tech industry, uh, he was an amazing pioneer, but he was pretty bad in terms of uh, leading people and tr- how he treated people that he worked with. Yeah. I've heard that. And I'm, unfortunately like that's the sort of culture that now in the tech industry uh, a lot of founders are going towards because you know that's what Steve Jobs um like found his success through where he was saying that he wishes what he wants to do is be essentially the Steve Jobs but for being a kind person and finding success through kindness and finding success through giving and not getting um and I think that we're in that yeah a hundred percent um what we need to think about going forward. Yeah, a hundred percent. He, um, I actually came across Gary V about a year and a half ago and it's quite Mm. funny because the way that he portrays himself as a person, like when you first kind of come across his work, he's really kind of abrasive and, um, he kind of has that Jersey accent and that sort of thing. But, um, he's, he's really all about kind of, you know, humility and patience and, kindness and those sort of things um and I think he's had a massive impact in terms of the social media world and the importance of that sort of thing when you're you know producing content um and trying to get your business out there in the right way so um yeah yeah, I love what he does yeah absolutely um and so I know we sort of touched on it a bit earlier but particularly in terms of storytelling uh you know you're you do it really well through your blog and you know through your social media yourself um so what are a couple of things we spoke touch on authenticity but in terms of actually expressing our stories and having the confidence to do it clearly um what are a couple of things we can do uh, around that you know so many people when um when i say that you know you should get into storytelling and that sort of thing they think they're boring and nobody's boring um storytelling is basically creating connection and getting people to basically endearing people to your brand right so it's that real kind of human element um 
and every single person has a story and what it is is often not um you know um the the big things but it's just like the little details in your everyday life um and creating Mm. stories around that that create connections so um you know you might create stories around, you know, why it is that you do what you do and create content around that or, um, you know, how did you get into the industry? You know, why are you so passionate about what you do? Um, what's the, you know, the best part of your day? Um, and really kind of, you know, in an emotive way telling a story around that. And people connect with that because, you know, a lot of the time, for example, other freelancers working in a similar situation to me, if I'm, you know, telling stories around the frustrations of my day or, you know, like what's going on or whatever it is, they connect with that. They're like, yeah, you know, like that kind of happens to me as well. So, um, yeah, I just think it's it's taking those little tiny kind of, you know, little details of your life and of your everyday and putting it into stories mm. that people that are like you and that people that are your potential audience can connect with. And it gets easier with practice. Yeah, and I think I think, <laughs> I think the hard part around that as well is because it's our everyday lives. Yeah. Like we don't realise what's special about it. We don't realise, you know, that uh, it's what so you know, true. Yeah. thousands of other people around the world relate to. So, yeah. And that's um, the thing, like it doesn't need to be special, you know, like it, it can yeah. just be, you know, your experience is your experience and a lot of people are probably experiencing similar things and it doesn't have to be this, you know, like groundbreaking, you know, you're so different to everyone else. Like a lot of the times it's the things that, you know, make us similar to everyone else that are the best stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I was just thinking as well, in general, obviously there's people that relate to your experience um, that will then look into your to your stories and, and buy into those. I don't want to say buy because you're not really buying yeah, anything, yeah. but, you know, um, like believe in, in what you have to say. But then there's also others who find your story and what you're going through as a different perspective. Yep. And that's interesting in itself. So, you know, there's whether it's you think people are going to, resonate with you um it can simply be something that others have not really thought about and it's you know really interesting to to look at things from that light definitely and I think as well like it's not that you need to appeal to everyone so I think by you know pointing out your stories and you know the things that make you different and whatever it is you're finding the right people to connect with you um so you know it really kind of I guess attracts you know the right people to you and your brand as opposed to you know being really professional and trying to appeal to everyone and ultimately mm. you know appealing to no one yeah and kind of as well like on this I think this is something that I'm about to ask that's pretty difficult even for myself to to get my head around is understanding when to actually care about what others say and what others think and when to filter out that noise um what are your thoughts around that honestly it's hard um everyone cares what you know other people think about them but um it's it's honestly when it comes down to you know social media and the business side of things for the most part people are positive you just need to you know put your message out there the right people Mm. will come back and you know ignore everyone else (laughs) yeah yeah no I like it very straightforward and very direct um which I think definitely what we need to be um 
Yeah, but so, sort of on the flip side of um, social media, and I mean, your work through it's pretty great, but there's been a lot of talk and a lot of things in general around the negative impacts that social media can have, um, particularly on new generations, not just us, um, but maybe future generations who are born, being born into a world where social media is very central yeah. to their lives from a very young age. What do you see as being the potential negative effects of that? I think that is really timely. Um, going back to, you know, recent changes that Facebook has identified, um, Mark Zuckerberg came out, you know, just recently in an announcement and basically said that there has been um, feedback that he's gotten around, um, you know, the negative effects of people passively consuming content and the fact that you know it can be pretty antisocial. like I just know when I go to catch up with you know my mates at you know breakfast on a Saturday morning and everyone's got their phone out that you know that's the the opposite of what social media is ultimately supposed to do which is bring people together so um you know that's something that I think and I applaud Facebook for identifying um and i think probably what the most important thing to realize there is that on the flip side it has so much potential for um really positively doing things like creating communities so for example facebook groups are a fantastic way to connect with like-minded people in different niches that potentially you would never come into contact with in your normal everyday life you know what i mean so um Mm. yeah it's it's to be honest it's a tough one because i i do know personally from yeah my own experiences um that um, it can be easy to go down the rabbit hole and spend too much time on your damn phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think that's something that people are becoming increasingly mindful of. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's watch this space. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with these changes. Um, I yeah. have a feeling they're going to be like in terms of, you know, so basically what's happened is less business content will be seen in news feeds, but more personal content will be seen. I, I potentially think that's a really good thing. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just thinking around, um, around you know, what's uh, the impacts of social media, um, particularly I think Instagram plays a huge part in this, but we see a lot of people and they're curated lives. Yeah. Like it's not there, you know, again, we talk about authenticity, but a lot of uh, what's out there, a lot of influences, a lot of people that we do follow, um, their, their feeds are the aspects of their life that they choose to make public yep. essentially. And it's important to understand that because Definitely. Um, no, nowhere, I don't think anyone's um, lived through a life where everything's been, um, you know, great photos at a beach and, yeah. Um, yeah you know, traveling overseas, amazing food and all of yeah. that. Um, there's going to be your ups and downs. And um, I think it's definitely important to be aware of that as well in the process. I think it's really important. And I think um, especially with Instagram, you know, there was just a massive explosion of Instagram influencers coming out and, mm. you know, it's that real kind of aspirational side of it so people you know aspire to whatever it is whether it's you know a health and fitness blogger they aspire to um whoever that is and what they're doing and their lifestyle and that sort of thing but um nobody's posting Mm. photos you know of you know when they've been up 
all night because their baby's been screaming and they've had no sleep. Like yeah. it's just it's just yeah. not on there. Um, although interestingly, there is a lot more people coming out on Instagram just recently that are being really authentic in the way that they're posting with their content and they're actually getting really good yeah. traction. So, um, yeah. you know, people that are, you know, posting the the hard times that they're having you know if they're a you know a mum blogger or whatever with their kids and um yeah being a lot more honest around it so um mm. yeah I, I think that sort of dialogue's important as well because yeah otherwise you can really kind of go down the rabbit hole and start to question you know why it's not all perfect in your life <laughs> totally 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 I, I definitely agree with you on that um but sort of on the flip side of things, like in a bit more positive yeah. light, um, you know, why does what is exciting about social media to you and what sort of opportunities, you know, does it present for young people who want to make a positive impact? Um, how can we utilise social media in a way to allow us to do that? I just think, honestly, we are so lucky um, in terms of where we're at in the world at the moment. Like I just think from when I was, you know, 17, 18, we didn't have anything near a platform that we have now to build a personal brand, to connect with people, um, you know, on a much bigger scale, to um, basically get ourselves out there and to, you know, follow our passion and do whatever it is that we want to do. Like we are so lucky that we have social media, the internet, you know, pretty much everything digital as a tool now. Um, Mm. I just think like, you know, there would have been no way, you know, 20 years ago that we could be, you know, sitting here having this chat now. And I just think that's so cool, you know. Um, yeah. And so, you know, sure, there's the negative side of things. There's always been, you know, negatives um, in terms of the way that we communicate, you know, since the end of time. It's a different type of negativity now. But I just think 100% the positives yeah. outweigh the negatives. Yeah, totally. Um and so I feel like you're, you're definitely, if you haven't already, you're definitely very much on your path towards, um, you know, finding the success that you want to see. But what does, to you, what does success mean? What does it look like? So I used to think <laughs> um, that success was um, climbing the corporate ladder, getting to the point where I was high up in a law firm And then what happened Mm. for me is I saw the people that were at the top and I didn't aspire to be them. And so that's kind of the reason and the catalyst for all of these changes and, you know, why I'm working um, in social media now, which is obviously so cool. But for me, it's, it's number one, following what you really love to do. So I am so passionate about content marketing, about social media, about everything that I do. And I'm so lucky and grateful that I get to do it. But then it's also, um, for me, it's, it's freedom. So it's having the freedom to, you know, do things the way that I want to do them and the opportunity to, um, take this where I want to go. You know what I mean? Like literally everything in terms of the growth of my business is up to me. And I just honestly think that's so cool and exciting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when you're talking about the aspiring to be uh, a lawyer right at the yeah. top and then looking at those that are already there and realizing that's that's not really where you wanted to be, um, I think that fulfillment aspect is something that you probably saw lacking. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Like it didn't yeah. excite me. So um, 
I would have worked, you know, really hard to get to that point and then I still would have been unhappy. So, um, Mm. yeah, I think honestly the only saving grace is that I did recognise that and to be honest it's really hard to change careers and to make a complete 180. Um, But I think Mm. honestly looking back it's so worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think that balancing you know, finding your success while also fulfilling yourself, um, whether that be through helping others or whether that be through something else. I think finding out what that means to you um, is huge and then being able to go out there and and chase that. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing. Like I just, I know from my own personal experience, finding out what that thing is that you want to do can be really tough. Um, And I think it's just having the courage Mm. to try a whole heap of different things until something sticks like the best thing is nothing set in stone you don't need to be in the same career for 30 years anymore so um yeah you know having the opportunity to go out and try different things until you find something that you really love is pretty cool and something that we probably wouldn't have been able to do a few years ago yeah definitely um and so what's next for you um because i know you're just starting up you're uh you're very much on like at that start of of getting to um, you know where you want yep. to be, and but where is where is uh, that place that you want? Where to get is to? where I want to be? <laughs> <laughs> um, so honestly, if you had have told me a year ago that I would be at this point now, um, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So um, I always thought that one day I wanted to have my own business. So that's happened pretty quick, and it's amazing. So. Where I want to be in sort of the next five years is to have a training and education business, um, teaching people how to Mm. lift their social media game basically. Um, Yeah. Yeah, in terms of exactly what that looks like, I'm kind of actually putting all my plans together at the moment. But, um, but yeah, that's (laughs) the big vision. Yeah. No, that sounds great. And I I definitely think if you continue – with the authenticity and the character and the personality that you have, you'll go a long way in getting towards that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No worries at all. Um, so for those that, you know, might want to get in touch or keep up to date on what you're up to, what's the best way to do that? Uh, social media, funnily enough. <laughs> so, um, Stevie says social on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I've actually got, a free ebook on my website as well, which is steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Um, and it's a hundred sort of really practical social media tips for anyone with a business. That sounds great. Um, well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I definitely learned a lot myself from listening in. And I think we really got deep into, you know, authenticity, storytelling and the importance of that which I think is pretty big for young people growing up in this day and age. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. I really appreciate it. Hello, thank you so much for listening into this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Just got two quick things I want to say. First of all is please leave a review of this podcast, especially, you know, if you're listening in on iTunes. What it means is that more people are able to see and access this podcast and hopefully can impact, um, you know, young people across the world. Secondly, I just want to say that the music you just heard is created by and produced by local Canberra artist Slack. Um, if you like what you hear, please give her a follow, keep up with her stuff. 
on Slack underscore Oz at SoundCloud or Slack Australia on Facebook. Thanks, guys.